Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm here with Professor Ed Watkins from Exeter University. Um, Ed's done a couple of talks today, um, and we're talking now about food mood. So, yeah, tell us about this project, Ed. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I've been working with a a team of other folks from across Europe um, in Amsterdam and Spain and Leipzig as well as Exeter, and what we've been interested in is this relationship between food and diet and weight and depression. So there's a lot of evidence from epidemiology and prospective studies that if you're more depressed you tend to be eating less healthily and overweight and vice versa if you're overweight you're more likely to be depressed and we're trying to understand what might be the core at that at the core of that and whether we can manipulate it so that there's also evidence that people who eat uh, what is traditionally seen as a more healthy diet such as a more Mediterranean style diet high in fruit and vegetables and fish whole grains seemed to get less depressed if you follow them up over long periods of time but no one had really looked at trying to manipulate these things to see whether we could get a better sense of causal direction so that was really the goal of our study was to recruit a lot of people across those four countries in Europe who were overweight uh, and had some mild symptoms of depression then follow them up and see whether we we could change their risk of depression um, by changing dietary aspects um, and, and there was sort of there's two kind of approaches to changing diet. There's what was traditionally seen as a whole food, uh, whole food diet approach, which is what are people eating? Can you change what they're eating? With a view that it might be that there are things in eating fish, for example, that are helpful. That's more than just the specific nutrients in it. And then there's obviously a nutritional supplementation idea where you give specific nutrients to people. So we tried to look a bit at both of those things. So. Uh, one of our comparisons was between giving people nutritional supplements that had things like omega-3 fish oils and folic acid and vitamin D in them versus pill placebo. But the other thing we wanted to look at was, well, is it more than just the nutrients or is it something about the diet in general? Because um, one of the ideas is that you know, eating a lot of um, fruit, for example, it's not just the vitamin C in the fruit that might be good for you, it's the fact that you're getting fibre from the fruit. If you're eating a lot of healthy food, that probably means you've got less space for unhealthy food. Um, so we looked at how we could deliver that. Now, what we recognise is there's a lot of information about what might be healthy. Most people wouldn't be surprised if we said, eat more fruit and vegetables and eat less meat and processed food. But we thought, how do we actually get people to do that? So just, just giving people education and instruction didn't seem sufficient. So we, we looked at um, how could we try and change habits, both reduce unhealthy habits and build healthy habits. And that's where we built in this behavioural activation approach into the, the food-related dietary aspect as, a, as giving us a flexible means of working with each individual and helping them to, to improve what they were doing and, and, and both change diet but also tackle behaviours around diet like emotional eating and snacking and, and those kinds of things. So tell us a bit about how that worked. <coughs> Presumably that's quite a bespoke intervention. Yeah. So, so it's got a couple of core principles that everyone follows but then... It, it is very bespoke to the individual so we usually start off by identifying what that person wants to change what are their goals and then we look at some examples from their own life of where things are going well or not going so well so if you're an emotional eater we'd be looking at okay what what are the emotions that are triggering you to eat unhealthily um, when is that happening as a particular context and what might be an alternative that you could do and then we might make plans so for some people it might be spotting that when they're getting low, that's when they'll often you know, eat far too much um, fatty food. And seeing if for that person we could find another more positive behaviour that might improve their mood temporarily, like going and talking to a friend or doing something physically active. 
so they would learn so we'd make these plans for them to actually notice the trigger and then go and do something different rather than emotional eating so we did that with a range of behaviors we also generally try to improve people's mood by getting them more active quite a few people we were picking up issues about whether they had kind of uh, regularities in their eating patterns eating at the same time of day or not um, some people there were patterns about sleeping so we, we would on the individual we would start making doing activity scheduling plans to try and help them do things that were more useful so it, it's quite idiosyncratic but it's got this this common core about identifying what the person's doing trying to shift it to something more helpful and and this idea of trying to build up healthy habits and reduce unhealthy habits and you published the results in JAMA earlier this year what did you yeah. find so what was interesting is we found that there was no effect of nutritional supplementation versus pill placebo on preventing the incidence of depression over one year. Um, there's a slight caveat in that our base rate of depression incidence in the sample was only 10% and we were expecting it to be higher than that. So the, the group wasn't as risky for depression as one might have guessed. So that may have given some lower power, but I don't think that's a problem with the supplements because if anything, the data was going in the opposite direction. So people on pill placebo were doing better than the nutritional supplement, which is why we're all pretty confident that we can say, you don't need to take nutritional supplements. It's not going to help. On the, on the food-related behavioural activation, we didn't get a main effect of that versus not getting that in terms of preventing incidents. But we did a sub-analysis which we'd planned in advance, which takes account of how adherent people were to that intervention. So if you had a number of sessions of that, you were more likely to, to, to benefit. And actually we did find for the people who, once we took account of how often people came and did the therapy they actually did better. And, and that group did have a reduced incidence of depression uh, over the year relative to the control. And, and it's on a par with other studies of prevention in, in depression. So our, our understanding of that is, pro is something about this idea of habit change. So you need to do a bit of rehearsal and repetition to change a habit. So if you only come to one or two therapy sessions, you're probably not going to have got done enough to make that happen. But if you've come to eight or nine, you probably are more likely to make that change. And that's why we... That we looked at some mediators in analysis and it, it sort of was consistent with that in that we saw that the emotional change in emotional eating was predicting reduction in symptoms of depression. So this is, it's a, you know, this is all a hunch at the moment and a working hypothesis, but I think what we'd really like to do in future studies is, is follow up on that and see, is it helping people to change these habits around mood and food and feeling that they get some control over these involuntary responses that's actually really helpful in preventing depression um, so my, my take on it though you know, we can't prove this yet is that if you start getting control over one thing in your life then you start to feel you're getting, you can build on that and, and you can get this kind of snowball of feeling more and more control and that's the kind of thing that's you know, likely to help you not get depressed in the future Really interesting and high quality work thanks very much for sharing it with us You're very welcome, thank you mm -hmm.